Hello, welcome to the Radiate Podcast. We're here to connect, encourage, and empower you to radiate the message of Jesus to yourself, your neighbors, and the world. I'm your host, Steve Presswood. I'm on the phone today with Jack Newman. Jack is a junior at Oklahoma State University. Welcome to the podcast, Jack. Hi, Steve. Thanks for uh, having me on here. I'm really excited to, to talk with you for a little while today. I'm looking forward to it, too. Would you tell our podcast listeners a few things about yourself? Yeah, so uh, like Steve said, I'm a junior at uh, Oklahoma State this year. Uh, I'll be going into my senior year in the fall, be looking for some jobs. And um, I'm from Muskogee, Oklahoma. Um, yeah, I've been with the Navigators and since my start in college a few years ago. And, uh, man, I've been enjoying every second of it. Super. We've been glad to have you in our group. So, funny question, what's your fitness level these days, Jack? Well, uh, and it's been really poor recently. Um, these, uh, <laughs> the quarantine has really, man, had a toll on, on my activity level. I've actually been able to talk to several people recently and just, you know, tell them, if I was at college, if I was at OSU, I'd be walking a good, you know, two miles a day just walking to classes. Um, but it's something that, I mean, such a small thing that I miss out on because I've, all my classes are online. I just sit down and get on the computer and, and do all my schoolwork from there. Um, but, hey, I've been getting a lot of uh, finger strength built up from all this typing and, you know, thumb movement and everything. So, um. <laughs> Thanks for not reciprocating by asking me that question. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going to move to something a little more serious. Uh, I'm curious. What has been life-giving to you lately? There's so much about uh, quarantine life that is, oh, I don't know, it puts us in a frame of mind after a few weeks that makes you feel like you're in a little bit of a funk. But I'm sure that there's been some stuff that's positive. So what's been life-giving to you lately? There's been a few things that have been been life-giving to me, Steve. Really, I, I like to think of three main things. One is is people. Being able to spend time with my family, uh, being able to just spend time with uh, my brother especially, man, I've gotten to see the, the relationship with my brother within the past year, year and a half or so, um, just grow exponentially, get to spend time with him and really uh, enjoy the time that I spend with him. Um, man, I feel feel closer to, to him than I have in really my entire life. Um, so, man, that's a huge positive for me. Um hmm. And being able to spend time with uh, other members of my family, you know, just just Sunday, I actually met up with several several members of my family, and we went out and to my grandparents' place and and helped them to start a garden. So we planted some some plants and uh, spent some time together. It was a little bit of hard work, and I actually got a little bit of physical activity there. But yeah, I was. It's been a that was something enjoyable that. That I got to do, and then another couple of things with with people. I've uh, being able to spend time um, with the navigators on our our virtual nav nights. That's been something really encouraging and something that I can look forward to throughout the week to get to spend time, even though it is online and it's in a very um, different type of community than in person. It's something that I really get to look forward to and spend time with some other believers and get to to build each other up and encourage each other and um. Yeah, just bear each other's burdens. And then also, of course, my relationship with Maddie, and she's been uh, super encouraging. 
it's been great to, you know, stay in contact with her and just make sure that we're both staying in contact with the Lord, deepening our relationship with God. So people has been a huge aspect of continuing to receive life and build myself up in this time of quarantine. And then another couple of things have just been uh, my time in the Word uh, and my time with the Lord. And I differentiate those things. My time in the Word has been encouraging um, just because, yeah, I've, I've been able to hear some really amazing lessons from um, some really wise people over the years. Uh, one in particular that comes to mind is that there is, the gospel is seen throughout the Old Testament. And that's something that I know is true. Uh, and I know I've heard, you know, examples from wise people that know know a lot more than I do. You have examples in the Bible of, of the gospel in the Old Testament. But what's really neat for me is spending time in the Word and getting to see those examples for myself, uh, reading through the Word and, and getting to um, to see those examples firsthand. In particular, I was uh, reading in Genesis, and I was um, reading of the story of Jacob and Esau and Isaac. Yeah, as you know, Jacob, he slights his brother. Uh, he tricks his brother into giving him his birthright, and not too long after that, he tricks his father uh, into giving him the blessing that was rightfully his brother's as well. Um, so Esau, his brother, is extremely angry with him uh, and even wants to kill him. Uh, so Jacob flees and goes to the country of his mother and events transpire and um, he then has some wives and through some irony is tricked into marrying a woman that he didn't intend to. Uh, and then, yeah, so there's this story of um, of Jacob and then we come back to as Jacob is leaving the land of his mother, he finds that he's nearing where his brother resides, nearing his brother's land. And so one of his servants goes out and um, says Esau is coming with 400 men. And so rightfully, Jacob thinks Esau is going to kill me. He's still mad that I stole his birthright, and he's still mad that I stole his blessing. And so Jacob takes some precautions and uh, sends out gifts uh, in front of him before running it to Esau when Esau arrives, he says, why did you send these gifts? And then he hugs his brother and kisses his neck and says, I've forgiven you. I've missed you. And so that's that to me is just such a beautiful picture of the gospel. Um, Jacob in no way earned that forgiveness and in no way deserved the forgiveness that Esau gave to him. Um, but Esau embraced him with open arms and said, you're my brother and I love you. And so that was a really, really beautiful picture of the gospel that I got to see firsthand for myself uh, in, in my quiet times and in reading some scripture recently. Mm. That's fun. I'm curious, uh, what do you feel like you know about God today that you didn't know a year ago? So I've put some thought into this question, and I think what I finally came to, I was flipping through some notes from old quiet times and just flipping through a bunch of notes from nav nights and, and things that just looking for something that really stood out as a message that I've been learning for a long time. Um, and especially within the past year. Uh, and what I came to is that God's plan is perfect and God is perfect and God's plan is perfect. Even in suffering. What I mean by that is, um, when my plan doesn't go exactly the way that I want it to, I have a tendency to think of my plan as God's plan to think that everything should be going the way that I think it should, 
uh, and that when it doesn't, it leads me to this path of asking God why. Why are the, why is this happening, and why is why is this occurring? But something God has taught me within the past year is that my plan is not God's plan. I can align myself with God and place myself within His plan, but otherwise, my plan does not line up exactly with His. And so, something that I've um, practiced within the past year is is asking myself in this situation, if things go the way I wanted to, that's great. What is going to be my reaction if they don't? If things are not exactly the way I expect them to be, am I going to be okay with that? Mm-hmm. And I'm, am I still going to trust in God? And I want that answer to always be yes. And if I have to change my lifestyle and my perspective in order for that answer to be yes, then that's what I have to do. Boy, you've had a chance to practice that one in the last five weeks, I would suggest. Oh, absolutely. Maybe I'll just uh, give you an opportunity to, to talk about how you've processed some of uh, this last five weeks in light of the fact that uh, you feel like God's been trying to teach you that message. So can you see then that this knowledge that uh, God has helped you with in the last year has affected how you view yourself or God or the world uh, in the midst of uh, what's going on with COVID-19 and quarantines? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so the way it's, it's affecting, you know, my view of myself, like I, you know, started on a little bit is that whenever things don't go according to my plan, you know, my tendency is to say, God, why? But I've started to see, and God has shown me that, um, instead of saying, God, why I need to evaluate my perspective and say, instead of, uh, asking God, why realizing that God has a purpose for whatever this situation is. Now, by no means does God, you know, want bad things to happen to his people. By no means is, is any bad thing from God. But God has complete control. Um, and sometimes bad things can happen in our lives, and you know, God allows that to happen so that we can, you know, learn a lesson and, or um, grow ourselves or grow closer to him. I have had to ask myself, what is my perspective uh, and how is, what is my posture towards this situation? Instead of having a bad perspective or or um, thinking of things in a poor way, uh, I should then say, what is a perspective that I can see this um, as a positive? That I can say, God, thank you for this hardship. And something that, there's actually a a song called If by Beautiful Eulogy, and I think it captures this idea really, really well. And it says, uh, if in one unfortunate moment you took everything that I own, everything that you've given from heaven above, and everything that I've ever known. And it goes on, it would crush me, it would break me, it would suffocate and cause heartache. I would taste the bitter dark providence, but you would still preserve my faith. That's beautiful. Um, No matter the hardships, no matter the difficulties, no matter what's taken away, it's all been given by God, it's been given from God. So when it's taken away, I need to find joy in that. A little bit different direction here with this next question. You've been personally involved in disciple-making laboring in the last year with the Navigators. I don't want you to name names here, but uh, what's been one of the most encouraging disciple-making experiences you've had during that time? Yeah, and Steve, uh, the first person that comes to mind is is a guy that I um, you know got in contact with at the beginning of last year. 
yeah, I was able to, to meet him, spend some time with him, and get to you know share the bridge with him a little bit, uh, share the gospel with him. So it was um, really encouraging to get to to spend time with this guy, but didn't really get to, to see this guy or um, spend a lot of time around him uh, for quite a while. But within six months later, um, I get a text message from this guy, and he says, hey, I've been thinking about God. I've been thinking about what happens after we die, and I'd really love to just spend some time with you and talk with you. Sat down and had uh, dinner with this guy one night, and I was able to start meeting with him and, and reading the Bible with him. And from there, he just got to see, man, the grace of the Lord, who God really is. And since he started on that relationship with God within the past year and a half, he has grown so fast. He loves the Lord so much, and he has progressed to um, sharing the gospel with people that are close to him. He has such a love for others and such a love and compassion for everyone that's around him that it gives him just this desire to share who the Lord is with him and share what his relationship with the Lord has been like. So it's been really cool to see how uh, a guy like that can just grow so much in such a short period of time and have an influence on people that are around him. Because ultimately, that's the goal. That's what we want to see is that um, we're positively impacting people that are around us, getting to see him reach that stage uh, where he's at right now. And he's, uh, he's doing things that take a lot of maturity. Well, that's fine. I know it's been a joy for you to see uh, his responsiveness to the Word and to you. Uh, there are a lot of joys in disciple-making, and uh, one of what you've experienced with this guy is one of the ones that's uh, it will just mark you for life. If you get it in your blood, you won't ever want to let it go. Uh, just to be able to find four soil kinds of people and work with them uh, is, I think, uh, the thing that sparked uh, Jesus' enthusiasm about working with those 12 men that he worked with. Well, w what a joy it's been to talk with you today. Thank you for giving me some time and your thoughts. I uh, really appreciate uh, you spending time with me on our podcast. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Steve. It was really fun. Glad I got to sit and talk about these questions. It was a nice little processing time for me. Yeah. All right. Take care. All right. Bye, Steve. Thanks for tuning in to Radiate. You can continue to listen wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect to us online at osunavs.org and on Instagram at osunavs. See you next time. And until then, keep radiating the message of Jesus.